Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I am Sarah Bivens, and I'm hanging out with my husband, Matthew Bivens. What's up, baby? Hey. It's a big day <laughs> in the Bivens household. Yeah, it is. Today is Maya's first day of daycare. Yes. We dropped her off this morning. Yes. And I don't think we've mentioned this on the show yet that we were planning to do this or anything. If we did, hashtag mom brain, but this is the actualization of that if it was mentioned. And yeah, we decided to put Maya in a half day, one day a week daycare near our house that came super highly recommended by one of our neighbors. And it's amazing, you guys. It is. I think it's a doing it at home listeners dream place to have their kids really it's you know i'm gonna throw out words like it seems super crunchy and you know it's this old house that's been converted into a classroom space and the kids are outside 99 percent of the time all organic food very like free in terms of like play and things like that and we showed up there we saw kids shirtless running around playing with rocks and digging in the dirt and all that stuff. So anyways, yeah. we were really excited to do that, mainly for socialization, because we do have help with Maya part of the week, but she just lights up when she's around other little kids. And I think yeah. this will just be amazing for her as far as developmentally and socially and all that great stuff. So I think we handled this morning. Well, I handled this morning. Awesome. I'll speak for myself because I didn't know how it would be, but uh, I felt fully confident and trusting and, you know, the care that she is around and so here we are yeah i think what helped <laughs> was that we've passed maya along 
or off to a lot of people. Babysitters. Over and, the past 19 months. Yeah, we've gotten some practice there. Yeah. Since she was, you know, when was our first date? How many weeks? Eight weeks, I think. Eight weeks. That's when we started Two to hour date. And I was checking yeah. my phone the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we we have a, a lot of highly trusted people that we, yeah. that we love and um, who we've left the Maya with. So then this morning, dropping her off at the space, it was cool. We put her down. She went and started playing immediately. Yeah. And she'd never met those kids, but she just loves kids. So I'm excited for her and she's going to come back and probably going to have all these new words and new expressions. And we're like, where did you learn that? And yeah. Daycare. Yeah. So it'll be fun. So any of you out there who are thinking about that journey or you're in that, we, we are, we are now there too. So yes, you know, anyway, I just thought that was a fun thing to share. Uh, another thing I want to share, I didn't tell you this, I can't speak. I didn't tell you about this, but I found this article on mothering.com. So Mothering Magazine is a news outlet that we've actually talked about on the show before, way back in the day. They did that really awesome article on that agonizing stage of in-between from when you're in your last few weeks of pregnancy and when you actually go into birthing time. So it's an awesome website and so many articles and resources on aligned things I think with what, what we're about here and the, you know the tagline for mothering is the home for natural living family so I mean that gives you an idea anyway I'm, I'm on it right now on my okay phone. so which one are we looking at I am talking about 10 extraordinary photos that depict the magic of home oh birth. yeah so this is um, a post from April 5th of 2018 and it's just featuring these awesome beautiful photos many of which I've seen you know in the birth world of Instagram that I'm all immersed in and love looking at on uh, some familiar accounts here like gentle birth official uh vanessa mendez photography who had this amazing series on another photographer austin birth photos um birth and just just amazing these photos you guys and it's it totally uh speaks to the title the magic of home birth and you know i'm always hashtagging birth magic in all of our posts because that's just something that comes up for me. And we talk about magic in our lives. That's a term we throw around a lot. So anyway, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to direct you guys to that if you hadn't seen it already and you just want to see some inspiring birth photos and some commentary on them, check out uh, mothering.com. I'll include a link to the article in the show notes. But if you also just go to the website, I'm sure it's one of the first things that pops up if you're looking in the, the recent month. So yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm also seeing uh, an article on there. Mom's reaction to her 11-pound home-birthed baby boy is priceless. And she's talking about Natalie Bancroft Yay, and this photo. Natalie, who we had on the show. Yeah. And, her, and the photographer behind that photo, too. Yes. So pretty, pretty awesome. That's cool. Cool stuff. I dig this website. I've never seen it before. Oh, well, you have. You just don't remember. Because like I said, we've talked, oh. about an, we've talked about an article in the show. Oh, that's true. You did say that. Yep. There you go, guys. You just heard in real time an example of what happens around here. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape. Or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards.
Uh, another thing I want to direct your attention to, listeners, beloved listeners, is the Informed Pregnancy podcast by our friend Dr. Elliot Berlin, who is a part of our pod family, the Parents on Demand network that we are a part of, along with a lot of other really awesome shows. But if you dig this podcast and you dig this message of empowered, informed pregnancy and birth, then you should definitely check out uh, the Informed Pregnancy podcast, all about unbiased information in pregnancy and childbirth to empower expectant parents to make that most informed decision uh, regarding the whole journey of pregnancy and parenthood. So check that out. You can go to informedpregnancy.com or you can go to the pod network, Parents on Demand website or the app and find it there and listen into some of the awesome um, episodes that he has there yeah. for you. He's got some great stuff. I'm looking at the most recent episode, Vaginal Breach After Cesarean. And he does like before and after episodes. So this is the before. And uh, it's awesome. He's got a really cool show. So definitely go check it out. Yes. All right. Moving into the topic at hand here. The reason we have gathered. We have a cool episode today. We do. And it is inspired by a listener, which so much of the show is inspired by listeners in the community. And a quick thing to throw out before we read all of this awesome stuff for you. If you have burning questions for us or about the show or things that you want us to share on the show, maybe it's part of your journey or part of your your birth story and you don't necessarily want to come on the show and be interviewed, but you wouldn't mind us reading part of your experience, do that. Send it to us and we can make entire episodes catered to you essentially of whatever you want to talk about or, or ask about or what event anything. <laughs> well, not anything. Let's keep it in the scope of our, our topic here. You know, um, I'm, I don't, yeah. Anyway, basically Sarah's saying, reach out to us, send us your questions, send us your topics, and we will happily address them on the podcast. Thank you, Matthew. Well said. Boom. You can do that by emailing us directly. Hello at D I A H podcast, or you could shoot us, um, a direct message on Instagram at D I A H podcast. So those are the main ways to hit us up. Yep. And then today we're going to be answering a list. Exactly. Email. Yeah. We're reading an email from a listener and this comes to us from Katrina and it's a really great email. And from it, I think it's going to, um, spark some juicy conversation and we'll see where it goes. Cool. So Katrina says, hi guys, took me forever to shoot an email to you both, but I needed to. I found your podcast after I, after I had my daughter in August of 2016, but love to listen to podcasts about birth while running. So I caught up while trying to lose the post baby pounds. I can't say I run at all now as I'm 24 weeks pregnant with our second as I write this. Your podcast hit home for me because I was born at home in 1989. My mother had always raised me to give birth at home, so it was given... It was a given our daughter would be born at home. My husband was in the Marines when we got married and did not want to grow our family until he got out and received his college degree. So for years prior to conception, I watched birth documentaries with my husband and exposed him to the idea of having a home birth. He was pretty much on board. I got into running two years before we conceived our daughter because I needed a hobby because I was baby crazy and it wasn't possible at the time. Side note, I finished my first, first half marathon a couple weeks before she was conceived. 
I knew I wanted to pick my midwife or doctor carefully. And at the time I was not aware that midwives deliver either at home or in the hospital. So I'd been seeing a midwife for my regular wellness for a couple of years, figuring I would deliver with her. At my last pap with her, I mentioned uh, we were going to try for a baby and she told me to find another care provider. Turns out she no longer wanted to birth babies and she was pretty darn cold about it. I mentioned I wanted to go med free and my worst fear was a C-section and she mentioned she was sick of patients saying they wanted X type of birth and sometimes you just need to have a C-section and be okay with it. Then she mentioned her child had shoulder dystocia and how she had to have a C-section. Clearly, I hit a nerve. I freaked out and called my husband, my mother, sister, anyone who would listen about how I now had to find a new care provider. I was very interested in the Danbury Birth Center after some good Google, sorry, after some Google searching and email interviews with some doulas, and they recommended them along with women's wellness. The Danbury Birth Center is the only detached birthing center in Connecticut, and I wanted something detached. My mother had her first baby in a detached birthing center and her second, me, at home, so I wanted to go that route. Also, our insurance at the time would not be accepted by a home birth midwife. Out of pocket, it would be 5K, and at the hospital, it was 500 flat. So we chose the hospital slash birthing center route. I was talked out of the Danbury Birthing Center because of the distance from our house. It was about 50 minutes. I, at the time, thought it would be fine and just would just head in earlier. All the doulas kept recommending with women's wellness and raving about Manchester Memorial Hospital, so I booked a preconception appointment to meet one of the midwives to see if I liked her. I conceived right away, so I was four weeks, two days at the first appointment. So I ended up using this midwife practice. They deliver at MMH and offer things like water birth at the hospital. They allow you to eat and drink. They look a blind eye because the hospital doesn't allow it and are much more reasonable about length of labor or so I hear. I had a very short labor. I had a membrane sweep at 41 weeks, took castor oil, hooked myself up to the breast pump and had some sex. And sure enough, labor started after the sex. I called my doula who came over and labored with us at home. She used some essential oils to regulate and strengthen my contractions and did some hip stretches to open my pelvis. Our doula is a masseuse and certified in essential oils, so she did a labor induction massage the day before that as well. I labored at home for four hours and then headed to the hospital. I got there and was at five and two, was at five, five centimeters, and two hours later, I was fully dilated and pushing. I didn't have a water berth because at the time I was so hot and I asked for a cool tub. I got in the tub and started pushing, and that's when I was fully dilated, so I was out of the tub and used the squat bars on the bed. My midwife was there in the room the entire time and gave us space to just labor. She only stepped in when I looked at her for guidance or questions. I found out later that it's not routine for your care provider to be in the room the whole time. My husband loved them and he came to every appointment with me. So when it came to our second baby, he was very resistant to having a home birth because he trusted them as care providers and had a bond with them. So for those reasons, this time we chose to go back to the hospital. We also just found out that our hospital now offers nitrous oxide. They also offer a clear drape for C-section. And if you have to be induced for any reason, they offer a walking Pitocin drip to allow mom to labor and birth in the tub. I wanted to share because I realize these options are not given to moms. I always hear the story about moms having a terrible hospital experience and go birth at home for the second. I also find a lot of women think each hospital is created equal and they are not. 
Also, I might add a lot of the options are up to the care provider. When I had the hospital tour, we were shown the tub room. It was explained as a place for a woman to labor, but depending on your care provider, you may be allowed to birth in the tub. Turns out my midwives are the only ones who allow the pushing stage in the water. This baby, unfortunately, would be considered high risk. They diagnosed the baby with mid-hydrophrenosis fluid in the kidneys. I had to go to maternal fetal medicine for a follow-up and ultrasound and will need to go at 32 weeks to reassess the situation. Because the baby may need to have some tests done after birth, I would most likely not be a candidate for home birth anymore. I can still have all the natural awesome things I want at the hospital I'm delivering at, and I just wish other people were given those options. I actually plan on asking my midwife if I can take a swig of alcohol after the baby is born before stitches. I want something to take the edge off of that adrenaline rush after birth because I did not enjoy the rush of hormones last time. I will say I got some pushback for planning a home birth for the second, but my sister-in-law, who is an ER surgeon, was very supportive, which always makes me feel better. Some tips to give your listeners. When looking for midwives in the hospital, look for a team of two to three so you will know who will be delivering you. Be sure to ask those hard questions like, what is your opinion on episiotomies? My midwife uses oil and hot compresses during pushing with counterpressure. I only had a tiny tear near my urethra that had to be stitched. Our doula instructed us on how to better support each other. I relied heavily on my husband during labor, but was nervous or scared scared to in the beginning. If not for her, I may have been very distant during the process. I really treasure that she got me to let him in. Thanks for reading. If you made it this far and keep up the good work, I think the goal should be to change the hospital in order to make that a positive option for those that don't birth at home for whatever reason, empowering women to actually demand what they want in that setting. I will always promote and support home birth, but I don't want that to be the only good option for women. And in some places it is. That is our email from Katrina. That was a fantastic email. It was a fantastic email. My first thing to her was, wow. (laughs) I said, thank you. You're awesome. And uh, we're going to read this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... I think it really boils down to those last few sentences of empowering women to demand what they want, regardless of the setting, to explore your options, know that you have options, one, to start with, and really coming down to my main point here that I want to express to listeners is having the birth that you want no matter where it is, Mm -hmm. and that that is possible, and that it's up to you, you know, ultimately to make that make that call, you know, empowering women to demand what they want in, in the situation. And if you are one of those women listening who you want a home birth and at some point in time, it becomes apparent that that isn't the best option for you anymore. Um, or in the midst of birth, it becomes that that's not the best option anymore. Just understanding that you have, you don't have to settle for anything. You don't have to settle in terms of care. You don't have to settle in terms of how you experience the situation. And by having a few things in place and uh, trusting yourself and the people around you, that sets you up for a powerful experience. Yeah. One of the things that I liked about the email is she said that, um, I don't know if she was referring to stories that she heard on our show or somewhere else where 
you know, moms would have a rough time in the hospital for baby number one, and so it would automatically jump to home birth for baby number two. And I just like that she pointed that out because that's been a pattern that I've, we've heard, and I think we've talked about. Um, but what I enjoy about about her story and her experience was that, you know, and, and really her message is you can advocate for yourself to, you know, I, of course, depending on what the hospital allows and the healthcare provider to create that comfortable experience, you know, as comfortable as it can be for yourself um, in a hospital. And I just like hearing that, uh, like the other side of, of that situation. Because again, we've heard the rough time in the hospital for baby number one. So let's go to home birth for baby number two. And, you know, they've had a great home birth. Uh, and that's kind of scenario A. I really like this this alternative scenario B where, you know, you continue to explore uh, the options that you do have in a hospital or like she talked about, the detached birthing center. Um, and and just look to see what else is available to you. And really, like you were saying, Sarah, what you can create, you know, what, what you're able to put together um, because you are clear with what you want and you're standing up for yourself and all those great things. Right. And there's a lot of factors that go into how you're going to make your birthing decision, right? I mean, of course, um, how you are physically in the pregnancy, you know, insurance, Katrina mentioned yep. the thing about costs and yeah. things like that, costs location, where you live. Um, you know, to touch for two seconds on the high-risk aspect, um, huge disclaimer on this entire show. We have it at the end of every episode, but also for this, just because we're throwing out that term, we are not doctors or experts in any way on what high risk even is, how to determine it and what that means for you personally in your pregnancy, because there are women who are deemed high risk and receive the type of care that they need. And it is still possible to have a home birth or whatever. So there are multitudes and really a, a, limitless number of uh, possibilities for yeah. for any person in their experience but and we just don't want to get into that and so right. it's like you know go go chat with your healthcare provider determine whether or not you're high risk and what it means for you absolutely what that means for you and 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 all of that so that out of the way you also don't have to feel pressured into any type of birthing scenario that doesn't align with you so i just want to throw that out there i want to throw out that you can have backup backup, 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 a backup for your backup and <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. I just want to give like this huge permission and allowance to women and families that I feel like sometimes we don't think is ours t- for the taking that that is just innately ours to have the experience that we want to have. So you, you don't need to have any of that on your energy or on your conscience. And maybe an ideal birth scenario for you is in the hospital. Yeah. And that is awesome. And maybe you just don't want to be at home for whatever reason. I'm just I'm just throwing out kind of stream of consciousness, like things to just add to this of like, have the birth that you want, regardless of where it is. And, you know, if we want women, if we want this space, if we want this um, birth work world to be more women centered, then we as women and families need to present as if that is the case, that we are the center of it. And that that is the reality. Yeah. And then, like Katrina said, demand the care from there. You know what I liked about Katrina's email? Um, not taking things personally. Uh, so I'm reading the book Four Agreements right now, and that's one of the four agreements. Don't take things personally. And when you and I, Sarah, were, were 
going through our process. We started out with an OB, and then we presented the list of things that we wanted with the birth. You know, we wanted there to be a yoga ball and and water, and for you to be able to eat. And he just went down the list and said no, because that's not what they allow in the hospital. Well, in Katrina's email, she talks about how she mentioned that what did she she wanted to.、Um, Do you remember what I'm talking about? She, she mentioned she wanted to either was it not be induced or not have a C-section, and the oh the midwife was that who it was? As a midwife who who said I hate when when people、right. say that yeah yeah and it what what I got from Katrina's like the next line in the email was that she recognized that that had something to do with the midwife. Yeah, she said clearly I had a nerve. Yeah, and it had nothing to do yeah, with Katrina. That was her stuff. Exactly,、yeah. and that's the thing, like. Not taking things personally, because if a healthcare provider or an OB or a midwife or the hospital says no to something or has you know a negative reaction to something or seems to be overly critical, it doesn't have to do with you. It's not your stuff. It's not your stuff. And I love that Katrina recognized that because、yeah. for somebody to have that sort of reaction to her saying she didn't want to have a C-section, which I think is a pretty normal thing to say, is you know. You could easily, as a mom, as a as a as a new dad or soon to be dad, as a partner, whatever, you could easily take that personally, and that could derail so many aspects of your 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 birth plan, of your ideal, you know, birth experience. And you know, we went through something similar. Like, imagine if we had taken it personally when our OB said no to everything, right? Like that would have completely. Yeah, potentially I huge victim. To yeah, the experience, and then anything that didn't go the way I wanted would have been his fault. Ex- particularly if we continued with that right, provider, right? You know, then we wouldn't have felt like he was on our side, or you f- like you mentioned before, we felt like we don't have a right to speak up, or you know what I mean? It's all that stuff, and so I just wanted to insert that 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 point of not taking things personally and recognizing that certain healthcare providers do things in a certain way. Certain hospitals do things in a certain way. Certain midwives do things in a certain way, and that you know, the, a big part of Sarah, what you talk about constantly is doing that research and educating yourself. And part of that research and education process is identifying the people whose values align with yours and whose styles allow align with yours, so that you know, there's there's a, a great match and a great fit. And it might take a little bit of time, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, other cool elements of this email. She was born at home. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. 1989. I'm an 88 baby. I was almost an 89 baby.、Um, so, and I wonder if there were a few eye rolls during that midwife dialogue exchange with the midwife who kind of shared some of her emotional baggage. Because when I was reading, I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, she said what, and she was like, "What?" So I wonder out there if there were like, "What was this chick doing?" Like, what's she saying? Yeah. <laughs> You know, a new mama. I think it was also cool preconception appointments. Something、oh, I didn't、yeah. know was a thing、yeah. until after we had Maya. That you know, you can explore your options before you have a baby. I mean, it's like you. We research so much. We read countless Google. I mean,、um, Amazon reviews for. Like, to buy sneakers. Yeah, or like you know,、machine. a car, <laughs> and, the, and and it's. Heck yeah! Do some research before you conceive. I think that's great. I I love that. That's like a thing. Yeah, I、uh, like the intentionality behind that. Absolutely. That's、uh, cool. 
the running aspect. I think it's so cool that Katrina was talking about her experience with running. And, you know, for me, that was a way I connected with Maya when I was pregnant. So I ran, uh, obviously before pregnancy, but then during, and that was just kind of our time. And, um, I ran on the treadmill a lot, depending on the weather, especially like hot in Atlanta, in Atlanta as the summer months came yeah. through. And so now I think it's funny. She always wants to go near the treadmill whenever we're at the gym. That's like, true. Think of the sound. I, she had to have been hearing that, you know, like the clunking on the um, yeah. the belt and then the, the noises of it. So anyway, I just found that funny. She does love treadmills, that little one. Yeah. Uh, and just her process of, you know connecting with her husband and him being on the same page and supporting her and uh, the, you know, birthing center, this center, this and that. I just appreciate her process and how she, you know, spelled it out very, very detailed and very honest. And I think it, I, I love that she said, you know, some tips she wanted to share with the listeners, like when you're looking for your midwives, um, asking those hard questions and really relying on your partner. Those were the the three tips that I got from from how she described everything. And that, so she had three tips and I had three things actually that came up for me as I was reading this and I wanted to share with listeners when it comes to this, having the birth that you want, no matter where it is. And that's the three things of education, researching your options uh, to your advocates, your team, your ride or die folks, and three, trusting in yourself, baby, and the process. For me, I think it kind of whittles down to those three main things. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. A listener email that we have shared and dissected and addressed and gotten some really delicious nuggets out of that I think um, people will appreciate and can use in their own experience. And if you are in a similar boat, like you have something that you want to share or you have um, other tips or resources that you want us to share with listeners, please let us know. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, you can direct uh, contact us through the website, diahpodcast.com. There's a contact form or email hello at diahpodcast.com. Anything else you want to share, Matthew? Any any wisdom that you have downloaded <laughs> from the universe in these past ten seconds? No, I think you are the the sage in oh, this gosh. episode, sharing the 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 big insights. No, nah, um, I'll give it up to Katrina. It's all Katrina. I appreciate you, Katrina. Thank you for the email. Thank you so much for reaching out and just just typing all of that. Man, yeah. I imagine that took a while to type. Yeah, it all. she joked at one point. She's like, "Man, this is a long email." I didn't read that part, but there's a <laughs> sentence where she says, "Gosh, this is a long email." I'm so sorry, and I'll high five you if you actually read all of this. So we did. So got my high five. Yeah, virtually. So thank you again, Katrina, and yeah, for you listening, reach out. We'd love to to uh, address your questions and topics on yes. an episode. That'd yes. be awesome. We are here for you, and we love you guys so much and appreciate you. So. Uh, guess we'll see you in the next episode peace quick note about the doing it at home podcast matthew and i are not doctors or medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion if you have medical or health related questions please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. 
If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.